What's up, world? Your boy is back. The nonprofit sector connector, the one and only. When you create a name for yourself, you are the one and only, the nonprofit sector connector. But I have decided that as I meet more incredible people in the nonprofit sector who are playing connector, I'm like, you're a nonprofit sector connector. You're a nonprofit sector. It's like when Oprah gave away all those cars. You know, I'd get to have all my friends become nonprofit sector connectors. Love the pause, Tommy D. Namaste, everybody. The show's philanthropy and focus. Namaste. Namaste in the attic. That's what I do. I walk two flights up from the kitchen all the time, but especially on a Friday morning, I it's my most fired up I get because I get to meet with, connect with, and learn about another nonprofit organization and their important leader on my show, my mission called Philanthropy in Focus. I wrote a poem while we were waiting, while the music was playing. And I'm going to read it to you right now. And this is just how it goes. Sometimes you got to just do it. Be creative. You don't know who. You often don't know where. Keep your eyes and ears wide open. Make those connections. Develop your network. I don't know if it's a poem. I know it doesn't rhyme, but it tells a story. And I thought it would be important to tell the story because my new friend, my new guest, my guest this morning, Lexa Gandolfo, right? Gandolfo. I want to make sure I hit it right. I'm very important. Names are very important. Lexi Gandolfo was introduced to me at an event by a guy named Lee Tucker, the nonprofit guru. Ha ha. Why do you think we hang out? Lee actually brought me and a gang of nonprofit folks and some consultants to the Taylor Swift Museum in New York City. It's not like, I don't think the whole museum, yeah, right, Lexa? We'll have to get into that. The whole museum is not like a Taylor Swift thing, but they had like a Taylor Swift um I guess you should say exhibit. And we had this docent that walked us around. And there's some pictures out there on the internet where Lee's got his red cowboy hat. And I got my pink linen suit with a straw hat because it was sort of spring-ish, summer-ish. So um, so we kind of were in those, uh, <laughs> it was in that uh, that era of the year. Eras, like the Eras tour, huh? I've become a bit of a Swifty. I got to be honest. I do have two sons, but I also have two daughters. And... Um, it was funny because last night I'm talking to some people and uh, something comes up about Taylor Swift. Did not know we would start the show today, Lexa, talking about Taylor Swift. I had no idea until it, until this just started. <laughs> so um, the the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs came to play the New York Jets not too long ago. And all of my children and my wife wanted to go to that game all for different reasons. And we're not even Jets fans, but we're, my, my boys love the Chiefs. My daughters now like the Chiefs, obviously, because there's this whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift connection. Gang, if you didn't show up for this, then I don't know what you showed up for, because this is stream of conscious. This is how your boy does it. This is part of the show. So um, I got to go to that museum and have yet to take my daughters and their friends, which I'm going to. It's in New York City. It's um, I'll get you to maybe I'll get you to address in the information during one of our breaks where the Taylor Swift Museum is. Are you, Alexa Gandolfo, not knowing it, that you know, I would ask you, are you a Swifty? Not a Swifty, but I appreciate her talent. And I appreciate how, I think she's ingenious. I mean, she, she's, a, she's one of the most talented musicians probably of our generation. So. Yeah. And I think, and, and it's funny, I just realized why this is coming up for me. This is the universe bringing us to, to this. I just heard recently, it was like on Bloomberg Radio, like in the last couple of weeks, that Taylor's tour, just ticket sales, was approaching $1 billion in yep. ticket sales. Just yep. the tour, not the merch, not the this, not the hot dog you got for 11 bucks in the 
you know, in the outside the stadium, all that. So I, I see would, one thing real quick. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I read that she's given a lot of the, the proceeds to the people who like her crew and yes, hundred percent. The guys, the guys and gals who are like roadies, the people driving trucks, like she freaking gets it. I love that, and that's mm-hmm. another reason why whether you're a fan of the music you're not a fan we you could be a fan of the person and the way because that to me she's the leader right she's the ceo of this organization right she's the talent but she's the business again i don't know her i've never spoken to her as an outsider looking in that's what it looks like here's where i think this draws a parallel to what you and i are going to talk about because she's a business person she is an inventor she happens to have the talent right and she's a songwriter and she's an incredible right all the awards, the whole deal, but it's a business too, right? There's a business to this. So she's a creator in the sense of like my wonderful poem that I created just moments ago, but it's also creator in the sense of she's created this business. This, I, I mean, you know what it is? I think of her and I think something my friend Michael Goldberg talks about. It's gravity. She's got gravity. Like, the, you know, like, so let's, uh, that's it. I had no intention of bringing up Taylor Swift other than I had to say, if it wasn't for knowing Lee Tucker, I don't get to meet with you because Lee does these networking events a couple times a month, a whole bunch of nonprofit folks get together, 95, a hundred people. And you and I had the opportunity to end up in a breakout room on zoom and you talked about what you do. And I'm like, dude, I want to have you on my show. Would you like to come on my show? And that's exactly how it happened, gang. That's how my life is. So if I'm lying, I'm dying. Anyway, so what do you, what do you think about that? How, that's a good way to segue, right? What you do at New England Invents as the executive director, we're going to tell stories and things like that. But she's an inventor too, right? It's not just somebody who tinkers in the in the uh, in the shop, right? No, no, no. Independent inventors like me um, are, are from all different backgrounds. They're not yeah. like the crazy wacky old dude in the garage. They're right. just people who see a problem, an everyday problem, and come up with a solution to it that's new and novel. And then if they're if we're lucky enough, we find an opportunity to commercialize that invention, yeah. take it to market. It, it's funny. One of my favorite characters in like, and this is one of my favorite movies, one of, one of my favorite actors growing up, he played Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties, right? Michael J. Fox. I, I've always loved Michael J. Fox. Um, and one of my favorite movies growing up, I think maybe you know where I'm going, was a movie called Back to the Future. And you said the wacky old guy, you know, tinkering or, or right, inventing. And I think of Doc Brown. I right. just think, right, like, Marty, they found us. It's the Libyans. I don't know how, but they found us. Run for it, Marty. All this kind of, like, that is that, I don't know if this is the right word, that quintessential inventor guy. Like, that's it. Tinker, trying to save things, change the world, travel in time, all this kind of cool stuff. However, that's not what everybody looks like. It, as, who are, it's not what most of them look like. Right? There's a place for people like that, too. I I, I appreciate um, those kind of wacky, creative yeah. men and women. But a lot of them are just everyday. I mean, I used to run a software development company before I sold it. I then stayed home with my kids for 10 years. And then I kept track of a number of ideas that I had, one of which is the Cargo Caddy, which... I licensed in May and Just May of this year of 2020 this year. Yes. All right, so let's, let's go back. Cause I, I have my notes. I want to hear about cargo caddy, but I take me back. If you could to who is, who is Lexa, you know, what okay. was it that either, you know, I, I, in this case, I usually say what drew you to nonprofit work, quote unquote, in this case, 
I, I don't know um, if it, that's even an appropriate question because now you're running this nonprofit organization, but I think it's through a different door. You came through the inventor door, so to speak, in my, in my from my assessment. So yes. who are you? What's your background? What Talk to me about your journey. Okay, so in 2019, this was about 10 years after I had taken time off in between the sale of my software and website development company and having my three kids. Around 2019, I decided, all right, my kids are all in school now. I have more time on my hands. I've been keeping track of these um, kind of solutions to everyday problems that I've been having over the last 10 years. You know, mom with three little kids. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a, a stab at one of them. And yep. it's cargo caddy. I went to this conference, um, at the USPTO. Down, it's here in, in Alexandria. I'm, I'm located outside of DC. Mm-hmm. And just to learn about intellectual property, figure out what I needed to do for cargo caddy as far as it's called a provisional patent, getting it filed and then converting that to a utility patent. And I just, I really wanted to just learn as much as I could, as quickly as I could about the role of independent inventing because it's it's undocumented. People call it kind of like the, the Wild West. There's lots of bad actors in, in this field who want to take advantage of independent inventors. There's a lot of good people too, um, but there's no road roadmap. There's no how-to. Um, so, so, so it sounds like, you know... Uh, it, it, it sounds like there's not really like a a, a, Sher, a Sherpa a guide, a navigator for these individuals. It almost feels for me, and, and and I don't know enough about what I'm about to say, but that's part of my show. I say things and people will comment, say, Tommy, I don't think you're right, and then we'll talk about it. But I, I think in terms of, um, you know, certainly the like music industry or Hollywood even, you know, sometimes young people, maybe not so young people, are ambitious and they want to do the thing and maybe they end up in contracts that aren't the best and don't cover them the best interests. I, I think of, of, you know, certainly some groups I, I grew up listening to that, that ended up not in, not in a good way financially, but the record company sure made a bunch of dough. So I get it. <clears throat> There's always going to be, um, this is a fun word to say. So we're going to be charlatans. There's always going to be some, some opportunists trying to take yes. advantage of someone else's work. So I guess without the right, trade association the right advocates the right guidance like which is i think what your organization does you sort of like yes. oh no right so talk to me about that yeah no that's that's exactly right and i think in other industries like you said there's always going to be bad actors there are always going to be people who are looking out for themselves not for the people who they're serving but with independent inventing there's far fewer organizations like new england invents who are actually looking out for the best interests of the people we serve they're just there just aren't that many of them. There are a handful of them, but I think we're outnumbered by um, the types who will just take a bunch of money up front from people and promise them the world and then not deliver. And it's, it's. Dip- I mean, there's a couple of different things at play. A lot of independent inventors are very creative sort of, um, I don't want to use the word, they're, 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 they could be quirky. Well, and, yeah, uh, is it all, it's also they're not, and again, I don't know if this is where you're going, but may, but maybe they're not business people sometimes. Maybe correct. they, right? And I see that a lot with my creative friends, you know, certainly some correct. of the profits even that I'm involved with that are run by creatives. And you're, 
you know, it's like, wow, you could really benefit from having a COO type that sits next to you, Mr. and Mrs. Executive Director, because I love you. I love your fire. I love what you're doing. However, like, we got to do these things like, over here, you know? That is exactly right. Now, there are many, like me, who I'm, I, I consider myself more of a business person than an inventor. Yeah. I just happen to have, I think, a, a good idea that I brought to market. But there are people on all along the spectrum. Um, and there's plenty of people at the far end of the spectrum who are just extremely bright, very creative, have great ideas, but don't have the first idea of how to bring those ideas to market. Yeah. Because, it, it, yeah, it's great if you invent something, if you even if you get it patented, but if you don't make any money from it um, in the independent inventing world, it doesn't necessarily do you any good. When I say independent inventing world, I mean, there are plenty of inventors who work at big companies like GE or IBM or wherever, and they, they develop new and novel ways of doing things. And they're listed on patents and they're, they're salaried, they're paid and, you know, they don't need to worry about getting that development to market. Right. Independent inventor like me and the other people we work with and the people we help, there's no kind of, big brother over top of you paying your bills. So there's yeah. got to be a way to, to commercialize what you've invented. Well, I think it takes, here's what I'm hearing from you. We're going to go to break in a sec here, but what I'm hearing from you is there's so many disciplines now that this entrepreneur who happens to be an inventor, it's not an entrepreneur who owns a sandwich shop or who practices law or has a professional service company like that, but now they are the whole thing. They're, they're the inventor. So, so it sounds like, you know, and, and first of all, I always found it funny when I would go work for a company and I would have to sign these things that say anything that I came up with in my brain while I was working at that company didn't belong to me. There's one of the reasons why I'm not employed, uh, you know, but it, it's there's a lot of other ones. I'm not the greatest employee. I'm a hard worker, but I'm not a real good employee. But I think about that, like versus what you've said, like these people who are independent inventors and that their role yeah, it's great, but I actually got to sell some of these things, like either either exhibit A or exhibit Z. I got to sell a bunch of this stuff, so you know, so I can put you know a meal on the on the table, right? So there's a lot that goes into this, and I think I know we're going to get into more of it as we go through this morning's conversation. I don't know. I, I mean, I pulled up Cargo Caddy's website. I mean, that looks really cool. I want it, so I want it. It's kind of fun because we get to hear about your journey, and then also what New England Invents is doing for the, the membership. And in only knowing you a little bit, we spoke yesterday, we spoke about, you know, three, four weeks ago through the connection with Lee, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I get this, the fact that, you know, it's one of those situations you really, truly care about these other people and they're so, so they're not screwed over, excuse my language, they're not jammed up and they're not taken advantage of and that, yes. right? And I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the connection to the military and so and we're going to talk about an event you did just Wednesday night, which is two days ago. I want to hear about that. I must, <clears throat> only because he's commented three times on Facebook and stuff like that. I got to shout out Mick Collins, who actually is down in Gaithersburg. So not too far, I'm sure, from where you are. So Mick is with a company called Paid Forward Processing. Good friend of me, good friend of my show. And what they do, <clears throat> excuse me, is they provide merchant processing uh, with a with a spin. So they give back their proceeds, a, a portion of the net proceeds back to nonprofit organizations. And since you guys are not too far from each other, I assume in that whole Delmarva DMV, which I found out um, is not um, 
it's not the Department of Motor Vehicles when you say no. DMV. I, 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 I never was, heard it called the DMV growing up, but that's no, you, definitely, everyone calls it that now. It just, yeah, now, did you grow up? Are you from down that way? Yeah, I'm from yeah. down here. People just yeah. call it DC metro area or, yeah. you know, but. Anytime somebody, because I'm a wise guy, anytime somebody tells me DMV, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to go wait in lines and stuff right. like that. Like, that's like a pain. You give you a ticket, and they're like, J1. You feel like you're at bingo. Well, there's no B, there's no J in bingo. Maybe it's B1. All right, Tommy, you're losing it. We will be right back. I promised you we'd be silly and zany. I know I said that to you, so that's part of the deal. It's just part of it. You punch your ticket, Lexa. That's how it is. You're in the show now. All right, we will be right back. Lexa and Tommy having some laughs, making some waves, making the world a better place. You know, you know what I say, no big deal, just changing the world. Let's go to commercial, Logan. We'll be right back. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. About um about two years ago when we started this show, I I, I knew Sam Leibowitz who founded this company, uh, talkradio.nyc. Oh, we're back, it's philanthropy and focus. I you know, I knew Sam Leibowitz and it says uplift, educate, and empower. And I didn't even realize that it said that until like the first couple of shows, and I was like, that's exactly what my show does. That's what we're doing here. Uplift, educate, and empower. And I think that's what an organization like yours is doing, Lexa. And <clears throat> and it's like looking out for people, educating them. We're going to talk about all that now. But I did share while we went to a break, I shared the website with Cargo Caddy. And I'm going to share some pictures again, just in case anybody stepped away during a break. And if you are only listening and not watching, go to the website, acgdesigns.net. That's correct. That's where they want to go. Yep. Or you can go to getcargocaddy, C-A-D-D-I-E dot com. All right, perfect. So either way. Uh, let me explain real quick. It's, I licensed the product to a company in May, and they're going to manufacture it 
sell it, distribute it, market it, all that. So it's not actually for sale on that website. It was yeah. meant to be just a, a marketing yeah. material. Like a pitch. Like a pitch. That was to pitch the product, right? To, okay. to, got it. So I, I so it up. which one do you want me to show then? So I go back to showing the, the Oh, they, they go to the same place. Oh, it goes to the same. Okay, got it. Okay. So then let me share this these pictures real quick, and then we'll get back into talking about the organization. But I have four children, as uh, formerly mentioned earlier today. And I will just make a joke because that's kind of what I do. When we had our first child, we had a Nissan Altima. And we had gone on a vacation. And I don't understand how a Nissan Altima was not big enough for two adults, one kid. And I'm talking about going away for like three days. There was like not enough room. And now I don't need to like, so if you're looking at the pictures right now, this is like a, this is like a, you know, Monday morning, basically, you know, a couple bags of food, like sports equipment. I broke my toe last year because some people, some small people who live in my house decided that lacrosse sticks and baseball bats were best served right outside the front door of the house. So that's how I broke my big toe. Um, I don't think the cargo caddy could have helped with that, uh, because unless they had one on the porch. So you'll just see like some of the things like, and these are, this is what you said. And this, I want to go back to what we said earlier, because I wrote it down because I think it's so important. It's not always about like planning over, like, how do we get to Mars or, um, electric vehicles, shout out to Elon or, um, doing like wild things like that. What you said is solutions to everyday problems like this thing is a pain in the neck it drives me crazy it happens all the time and i just deal with it it's like um <laughs> it's like the check engine light sometimes in your car i don't know if anybody's ever done this like you know if you've if you've done this before you're like me but you take like a sticky note and you put it over the check engine light and all of a sudden everything's fine sometimes people do that with their human body too but that's a whole thing <laughs> yeah, i don't worry about it walk it off but i think in in terms of there are these little like finicky things persnickety things they just drive us freaking crazy and yeah. then so, somebody goes i'm gonna solve that problem so tell me if you could before we go back to the organization let's talk about what was driving you nuts and i you have children i have children so i understand yes. some of it but go ahead why did this become a thing so i have three kids and when i came up with the idea for cargo caddy my two older kids were three and one. They're about 20 months apart. Mm -hmm. And so maybe a little younger than three. Um, so I always had a double stroller yeah. in the back of my Suburban, which is that big Chevy Suburban, that big yeah. SUV. It's big. And I, I couldn't take it in and out of the car all the time. It's just too heavy. And I usually had a, a baby in one arm. Yes. So I would leave it in the, in the trunk. And then when I went to the grocery store, for example, I would always have to pile things on top of the double stroller or if I had packages or as, as my son got older, sports equipment, it was an absolute mess. Like I don't even think the pictures you just showed yeah. do justice to how, and like I would open up the trunk and stuff would fall out. And I would, I was so annoyed. I was like, this trunk is enormous. Like, yeah. we, Especially, right again, you're not talking about the Ultima that I'm talking about. You're talking about a Chevy Suburban. Like this should work. A Chevy Suburban. Right. And there was so much trunk space but there was no way to use it because SUV trunks are, are shaped like boxes. Yeah. So you have all this floor space and then tons of space up above the floor, but it just goes unused. Yeah. And I used to be like, man, it would be so cool if I could just have a shelf or something like that 
where I could have a second level storage space up above the trunk floor. And I looked everywhere for a product like that. Like I didn't set out to invent this. No, no, you wanted to buy something. I just needed it for myself. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, you know, I, kept looking around, never found anything. I just, like you said, I just dealt. I put the sticker over the check engine light. And and then finally when, you know, like I said, after um, taking some time off with my kids and I decided, when I decided to jump back into to, to working, I was like, I think I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to solve this problem. I love that. Did you have, when you were, had your software company and, and website, were you, was that your nature to, to be inventive? Like, do you have that streak already? Is that already there? Is there a burning desire to do that? Yeah, no, I've been asked that before. I actually think it is a it was back before a lot of this plug and play stuff, which I think is awesome. I love the open source movement, and I love how people borrow and and put things together. And but it was back kind of before that. Um, it was in the early 2000s. So everything we did was custom. And so you had to be in it. You had to play. You had to be inventive and stuff like that, right? Yeah. You really did have to be a problem solver. And I think that's like, I, I keep going back to that, but I think that's what's most important in the realm of inventing. You're just, you're solving problems. So with the all of the, the programming we did, um, and I really sort of just did the business development. I'm not a, a real heavy duty programmer. I know I understand it, but I don't do it. But our team, I meant, we had to come up with custom solutions to problems that our clients had. And they were all most of them were web based. So yeah. we were we were solving problems every day. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I my wife is like this man. Um she's like I don't know if she's like she likes to solve these problems like around the house and stuff like that and i could see her like getting charged up about being plugged into an organization like yours like i don't know that she would think of herself as an inventor um but she's always got a project so like let me give you a quick for instance i don't usually talk personal stuff and this is not that personal but day one of covid march 13th that friday that friday the 13th march 13th mm -hmm. 2020 right mm -hmm. people are ordering what are we doing we're ordering lysol yeah. We're ordering paper towels, we're ordering wipes and, and toilet paper. Right, toilet paper, right? Because that was gonna be gone. We who knew it was gonna all be gone, right? And we ordered I didn't, but my we there were six hundred pavers delivered to the house and I think three or four yards of sand in anticipation from Home Depot, in anticipation to build a patio. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um and she did, and she did a phenomenal job. And I didn't help at all because that is not exactly my skill set. Although I think I probably moved some sand around and stuff like that. <clears throat> I was working. I was up here in the attic, right? Running the business. Calling clients, right? I was up in the attic. And um, that to me is like just, she loves that stuff. She's always got to have a project going. There's got to be a project. There's got to be, which is fine. I think that this is, I, it serves her. She gets fired up about it, right? And not however, and I think she this will resonate this type of conversation with with people like her and her specifically just because it's generally like wow that fires me up i could do some i want to solve a problem this thing this bugaboo is driving me crazy and i'm tired of it and let me just go and i love even in your sense like how great what you've created here is super cool right and this is the kind of thing like many of us i'll just say for myself like yo somebody had to make that already you know that like thing when we see like oh, somebody somebody's got to have solved this problem this freaking I don't know, 8 billion people on the planet. It, we've been doing stuff for thousands and thousands of years. Somebody solved for this. And guess what? 
they had not because I, I know you probably scoured the internet looking for it and it wasn't there. Otherwise you would have invented it. Right. Yep. I, I want to bring something up really quick. Um, yep. You spoke about your wife and she's going to do it yourself. Kind of yeah. There's um, a, a, a radio show that another radio show I've been on a couple of times called invent America. Um, and our, our friend, our New England events friend, Rita Crompton is the co-host and it's a radio show for home improvement, do-it-yourself kind of projects. But And it was a natural extension for them to add Rita, and she's in the independent inventing world. So, yes, the two worlds cross over yeah. very seamlessly. Yeah, it, it makes sense because you're solving a problem. Plus, I think these people, and not all, I, I don't want I hate to put people in a like general situation, but I think a lot of people are handy people. They like to touch things, they like to play thing, play with things. I mean, I remember, I got who knew I would talk about this ever on this show. When we were kids, my brother, um, so <laughs> Bob Vila. I don't know if you're yeah. we're similar in age. Bob Vila, this old house. My brother used to love watching that show, and he used to drive me crazy. I was like, oh, come on, man. Okay. And, like, my father would always make this joke, because whenever there was work being done around my house, meaning my father would be doing work, and my brother would often go help him, he would always say, you know, the fortunate thing is we never had a TV stolen in our home ever in all the years, because my son Thomas was always watching it. Okay, laugh, everybody. That's a joke. That's when the, the applause sign should be flashing for you. Uh, that was what my old man would say because I would never help. It was not my. I, I'll. I, you want to hire somebody to paint the house for you, Dad? I'll. I'll take care of that. I'm not. I don't want to paint the house. I don't want to hammer nails. You were, it, you were busy watching. Watching. I was TV. watching TV, man. Those TVs would be gone if it wasn't for the hard work I put in watching those. Yes. TVs. Again, Alex B. Keaton. We started talking about that. But my brother also, aside from loving that show, this old house with Bob Vila would take things apart him and his friend charles they would take apart like cars like and there was these motors in cars and they would hold like a nine volt battery to the two little things on the back of the and then it would have a little spinner and they would have these little motors all over the all over the freaking house there would be plastic buckets full of these motors and these are the two guys who used to catch lizards and that was their deal but they i never i hadn't told anybody about that probably in never probably 30 years i've never thought about this but you know my brother leads businesses he's a he runs a very successful business he's a hell of an entrepreneur and i think and i he is an inventor in a different vein at this point you know like creates businesses he's a leader so like i like we started off the show with the taylor swift thing like inventing doesn't necessarily mean in my opinion and correct me if i'm wrong before we go to break like it doesn't mean i have to put a thing together like a physical tangible thing it could be inventing processes procedures right other things well, that, that's right. And I know we have to go to a break, but when we come back and we talk about the military pitch event yeah. that we had the other night, um, there was someone who pitched a concept and it was an invention. It wasn't a physical product. So yes, to your I, question. I love it. So that it was, so New England events had an event December 6th, which is just a couple of nights ago as we sit here on December 8th. It was a unique opportunity for military personnel, retired veterans, and families of military servicemen and women to showcase their entrepreneurial spirit and innovation, and all were welcome to attend. It says all are welcome to attend, but it happened already, so you can't go there now. Um, I would love to plug in and come up to uh, to Massachusetts for, for uh, I don't know where Haver Hill is, but you'll tell me when we Yeah, yeah it's yeah. up by the New Hampshire border. Oh, it's way up there. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So, but I would love to, what about a road show, Tommy D? That sounds fun. Um, we are going to go to a quick break as we both talked about. 
Uh, I'll share some information on my screen while we go to break about that most recent event. And let's talk about it. We come in, we'll talk pro, we come back programming, the military focus, you know, how, how there might be opportunities. Shout out to Mick Collins again, because Mick, how do we plug our friends into, you know, the veteran community? Mick is a veteran. We appreciate your service. And he had introduced me to a woman named Dottie who does a lot with helping veterans get access to their benefits. She's been on the show. She runs another nonprofit. There's so much here. I see you're ready to say something. I got to pause you. I got to pause me. No, we'll no, go- no. I'm just waiting. <laughs> we'll go to a break right back. Lex and Tommy D. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Cut through the static. And join me in the attic. That's what we do every Friday morning. The show is called Philanthropy and Focus. The guy is called Tommy D. And if you want to connect with me, uh, follow me on Instagram, man. I have some fun on there, TommyD.NYC. If you want to send me an email, Tommy D at Philanthropy and Focus, P-H-O-C-U-S, P-H-O-C-U-S. Yeah, that's right. Uh, dot com. And then just look for me, man. I'm there. I'm right out there somewhere. You'll find me. All right, Lexa, I was sharing some stuff while we went to break about, we talked about this. There's certainly a military focus of your organization, both for servicemen and women, and obviously their families, as we referenced. So let's kind of, can we construct that or let's, let's tell them from the top of why there's that focus. And then let's talk about what happened Wednesday night, please, if we could. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So there is one of the sort of I don't want to call it vertical, but sectors of people we help are military veterans. Um, but it's certainly not um, the only focus. We also have a uh, section of our of our reach that is K through 12, youth and innovation. So kids, we work with um, a number of different organizations who are involved with STEM and with innovation and with getting kids interested in the uh, idea of pursuing a career in independent inventing um, right out of right out of high school. 
Sometimes. That is so. That is so cool. You know, I, I just want to say something about school and then in college. And I, I've I've been one of these people that is that I don't believe that everybody needs to go to college or university. And that's a whole other conversation. You know, you want to talk to me about it? You know, send me an email. We'll catch up. But I don't. I that's a whole thing about that. And you know, a lot of kids are bored in school with the the typical curriculum, whether they yes. have some sort of learning disability, whether they have the ADHD or not, whether they just, or sometimes the stuff is just not exciting or interesting. Sorry, gang, there we go. But what if we can pour into these kids what they are fired up about? I'm like, I have to say to my kids, dad, I hate school. That's what I hear. I don't say that to my kids. They say that to me, dad, I hate it. I go, do me a favor. I got to get you through. I got to get you through high school. I need you to get through high school, right? Yeah. But now, so, however, find something that you're super fired up about and we'll go on Udemy. I'll buy you classes. I'll yeah. get you a tutor. It doesn't have to be like, you know, the core, like, hey, I want to play the saxophone, all right, or I want to be a singer. And if it is that, awesome. I'm all in. I'll help you with that. I got to get you out of high school. It's what I got to do, right? That's that's a non-negotiable. I'm sorry. That was, right? That one doesn't work. I can't, we're going to have a real difficult time you know, over the next 70 years of your life, if we didn't even just get you the, the, the high school equivalence piece, let's get that. However, while that's going on, I need you to do that from, from eight to two, eight to two forty, whatever the timing is, mm-hmm. let's pour into you something else. So the fact that you're so focused, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about the military. We got time to get both in, but tell me about the K through 12 piece, because these kids must be totally like, like I could just see the neurons. I don't know if I could actually see neurons, but in my mind's eye, I visualize they're like fired up, like they're turned on versus like, oh, this sucks. To there, tell me about some of that experience because that's yeah, going to charge I mean, you up. It's 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 one of my favorite things to do. Is we're often asked by one of our partners, Innovation World, run by Julie Shively, um, to uh, be judges or panelists for these pitch competitions that that kids give and you Tommy it's unbelievable how well prepared how smart how creative these kids are they are coming up and they're we're not talking about like trinkets we're talking about ways to harness energy from like a a exercise machine that will then power part of their house they thought through everything Give me your big, give me, give me one, like, give me an anecdote. Give me like, you're sitting on that panel and you're a judge and you're like, holy cow. Although maybe you didn't say cow in your head, but like, holy, like, whatever. So can you think of one while I just fumble with my words of one that was like, really like exciting, stood out. You don't have to mention this young person, but I would like to know how old they were and what they or their team came up with. We could yeah, play. So we've seen everyone from, in fact, we had a pitch competition at New England events a couple of years ago. And one of the pitch presenters was eight. Yeah. Awesome. And awesome. he was, I mean, he, he is just like so sharp. It was great. But the one that stands out in my mind is a a young lady she is i think either a sophomore or junior in high school and her invention is essentially a a model that will allow optometrists to um practice incisions that they have to make on 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 the eyeball for like cataract surgeries and other types of how how old do you remember the backstory like how old is she and like why is this she's like a a a sophomore or junior in high school um 
And I remember that she had, I want to say she had a relative that had, um, uh, had some sort of eye disease and she, um, saw a need for people who are training to, to solve these problems. Um, typically speaking, they do it all in theory yeah. versus in practice. Right. There was no suitable sort of model for these medical students and for doctors to practice new and inventive ways of, of, of helping people with, with eye, eye problems and eye disease. She so came up created with she- a lifelike type eyeball that, um, allows these, these doctors to, to practice before they, they, they perform these surgeries. It, it's uh, this, uh, again, I, the fun part about this show, like I told you earlier this week is it's like you and me having a cup of coffee because I'm just going stream of conscious. And I'm going to tell you what happened to me this week. And what you just said sparks me to mention, I'm listening to Bloomberg radio. I'm driving in the car the other day and I forget what the, I'm trying to find the, the disease. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's something with the oh here it is retinitis pigmentosa. Okay, um, I wish it's, I could remember the name of the disease that that sparked her interest in this. But I yeah, well, we'll get get back to me on it. We'll share it with people because this is a never ending conversation. Th- listen to this, everybody, and Lexa. This technology is something they're doing with proteins. They're rebuilding the retina, but they're not doing it on this planet because something with gravity affects the production. They're doing it on the space station. They have these companies, these inventors are going again. I know no more than what I just told you all. So Google it. You'll find out about, but I was like, what? Like going up to the space station to do that. And there's other, and as they're talking about on Bloomberg, it was like, on the weekends, Bloomberg does this thing. It's like Bloomberg Week or something like that. And they just like, it's like a rate. It's like they read their whole magazine that they do. And then I don't have to read it because like they just read it to me, you know, yeah. which is perfect for me. I love Audible. Shout out to Audible. Um, I, but they, they're telling me these stories and I'm like going, what? And then they're talking about these other drug companies that are going to do like production of pharmaceuticals up on the space station. And, and I mean, I'm sorry. Like I don't usually get like, quiet yeah, this is wild it's cool another one we i just um we also provide one-on-one consulting and mentorship to to k through 12 and also to our other sort of sectors military or just you know individuals um because everyone else yeah. um but the, in our last mentoring session i spoke with a girl who was in the fifth grade or sixth grade i think sixth grade who came to us via Connecticut Invention Convention. And those are, that's another partner of ours. Um, they do some incredible work. They have, um, across, uh, New England, really. Well, mostly Connecticut and Massachusetts. They have these after school programs and in school programs where they teach kids the ins and outs of, uh, building a prototype and figuring out how to best find a target audience and solve a, solve a problem, all the stuff that independent inventors do. Anyway, she came to us because she wants to advance her product past just the, the competition, the school competition. And it's a product that her, her sister is disabled um, and she still needs um, to wear diapers, hmm. but um, with disabled children to changing their diapers is, is a really difficult undertaking yes. because 
they're they're upset and they move around and they don't right. understand that they need to stay still. Um, so she created this changing table that allows her mom and dad to strap her sister in and be distracted by, um, you know, there's a articulated kind of like arm that she puts like a, a, uh, an iPad in and it, it, it was like a whole solution to a problem that she saw her mom and dad facing every day yes. with respect to changing her sister's diaper. Uh, there's and, and that's, again, a lot of work that I do is is connected to organizations who serve the intellectual and developmentally disabled. And, you know, we're, we're involved with a lot of, um, some of them are clients of ours for our agency, Vanguard Benefits, and some of them we sit on boards of organizations. And it, there's such an application for what this young lady came up with, and she was solving a quote unquote, not for everybody, but an everyday problem for many families. Yes. And, you know, critically important. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I've, I'm not going to go into the personal stuff, but we have many family members who have uh, different levels of disabilities. And uh, <laughs> the ADA came out a long time ago, but you can sometimes end up in a venue where there is not a, um, a handicapped or accessible, rather better word said, bathroom, which blows my mind in the year 2023. But that's it's another show for another day. In fact, it probably should be another show where we talk about that that needs to change and it needs to be addressed there. But I, that to, that those stories are incredibly inspiring. We got to go to another quick break. We come back. We're going to do kind of a lightning round. I want to hear about Wednesday night because I riffed that off in a total different direction. But yeah. I want to talk about Wednesday night. I want to talk about the folks on the military. Yes. And I want one thing before I go to break, I want to say the organization is called New England Invents. However, the first time I met you, you sort of said I, my word, not yours. It's kind of a misnomer because it's not just focused on New England. You're not even in New England, as we talked about. Right. So okay. define that real quick for me. Like it, you have a much further reach. Do you want me to do that before? The yeah, break? do it real quick. Just. To, yeah. Yeah. We have people who have come to us from all over the world, Sweden, Israel, uh, Germany. Uh, they find us through the patent office, who we have a good relationship with, um, and then all over the country, certainly as well. So we're headquartered in New England, but in New England, but certainly that's um, it's something that we're kind of proving out here in New England. Right. Um, but we'll probably you'll 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 see us with a different name in the, I, in the next couple of years. I, I find what's cool about stuff like that when you got it go through like a rebrand that I'm involved in an organization called Spirit Huntington Art Center. They did our rebrand for Vanguard ben Vanguard Benefits. And I see that NIE might still be in the name, but it's just NIE doesn't stand for uh, NEI would still be in the name, but maybe NE doesn't stand for New England anymore. It stands for something else, you know? Yeah. Like So anyway, food for thought. I look forward to seeing if that does come to be what it is. All right, we'll be right back. Not a breath. Are you a right. high achieving growth oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's right. Cut through the st- why does he want us to cut through, Tommy? What was it again? The static, baby. Cut through the static. Join me in the attic. Who else has a song where you rhyme static with attic? No one, I would say. All right, we're back. Philanthropy and Focus, your boy, the one and only nonprofit sector connector. Although I am taking applications to anoint new nonprofit sector connector. What an ego this guy has. All right, let's play. Let's go back to the show. New England Invents, 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to providing support and guidance to independent inventors. My friend, my new friend, if she wants to be, Lexa Gandolfo is here with me, and she's the executive director there. They do very important work. I would say advocating on behalf of educating, mentoring people who are independent inventors, which is a term I learned about today. So let's talk real quick again, which I tried to get us into, but I, I blocked us from getting there, into the military event night the other night and then i want to know what's upcoming how can we help who do you want to meet that sort of deal thank you yeah so we we as you just outlined we we help a lot of different sectors we're really trying to drive inclusive innovation we want people from all different backgrounds all different types of races cultures men women kids old young yeah everyone we want it to be inclusive and so as part of that effort we just spoke about youth, K through 12, that we work with. We also work with military veterans. And on Wednesday night, um, and their and their spouses, uh, that's a big part, too. Um, yeah. you, you can only imagine moving around every two to three years. My brother-in-law was in the military. It, it must be very difficult for spouses um, to be able to have any kind of career because they're yeah. moving around so often. Independent inventing is actually a perfect solution to that problem. Mm. It doesn't matter where you live. Love that. Um, and many of them have product ideas. Really? Many of, them. Many of the husbands or wives of, yes. of people in the service. Yes. That's awesome. What a great community that is. Like, there it is. That, that, look, look how that happened, right? That's so awesome. Let me tell you about one of them, actually, because on Wednesday night, we had a military pitch event at our offices in Haverhill, and we invited seven military-affiliated people to pitch their products, both veterans and we opened it up to spouses as well. And one of the spouses, she's such a cool woman, um, Kim Howell. She um, has a product. I'm not going to talk about it too much in depth because I think she's still working out the details, but essentially it's a way to offer a virtual reality sort of AI generated mental health therapy to young people, to veterans, to anyone who needs it. So it's a sort of a judgment-free sort of way in which you can bounce your ideas and thoughts and concerns 
to a, they call them bezies, huh? um, you know, virtual people that can help you sort through um, mental health. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Kim. Kim, shout out for your vision and love to connect with you at some point. Maybe we have to have a whole nother show where we just bring on some of your inventors. Like I said, that would, that would be a fun oh, time. Yeah. I mean, and so before the break, we also talked about how inventions don't necessarily have to be physical, tangible products. Well, one yeah. of the, one of the pitch presenters, he recently left the Pat Tillman's foundation where he was executive director, Dan Fertel. He is now starting a university, Polymath University, and it's just it's coming all full circle here, Tommy. We were just yeah. talking about how not everybody should go to university or college. Other people are interested more in a career path right out of high school. Right, right. And polymath, while it's soon going to be accredited, is a way to do this work school kind of integration where you're apprenticing and you're working for local um, companies and you're getting on the job training as you go to go to school. So he presented his vision for Polymath University, which he just started up and is 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 actively expanding now. So yeah. we have all and we did have some physical products too. Of course. Um some really cool stuff that I could go on and on about, but I don't know what, what you Well we're unfortunately we we just don't have the time to do it all. But I promise yeah. that if you're up for it, we could do another thing. We'll do a Facebook live, you and me we'll just do something yeah. like I it doesn't the thing about like this is gonna sound funny. The thing about being Tommy D is I just do whatever I want and um that's how the show works here. And, and so, so like I'm out the other night networking and I'm like, oh, you know it'd be great to uh, get you on my show if you're up for it. I just have to talk to the board. Okay, I just spoke to them. They're all good. <laughs> I just talked to myself. I just talked to myself, which is okay. so sometimes I'm the only one who will listen. All right, so so let's ah ah ah. Wait, uh, what about just another Friday in the in the attic? This is how it goes. The in the attic of my attic. Oh my God, stop, Tommy. All right, Lexa, let's um. What's upcoming? Is, are there events? Is there? I know we talked about membership. What is it? Let tell me about membership, and then let's talk about events. What it like. I don't have a product or an idea right now. Would I be a good member to be like, or not? Or it's like, you got to have like, Tommy, you have to pay your check and you have to have something. What, what is okay, that? No, look, look, we purposely keep membership extremely low. It's $40 per year. We don't use membership as a way to support what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, what we use to support what we do is we, you know, we have, grants and, and corporate funding and, and that type of thing. But we're trying to keep our doors open as much as possible for anyone who's interested and anyone who is even remotely thinking about mm-hmm. starting up a product. So you don't need to have a product that you're actively looking to commercialize to be a member. It could right. be someone like your wife who you said could just be really interested in, in learning about different independent inventors, how the steps to commercialize, yeah. um, the, the kind of the journey you go on in commercializing your product, all of that stuff we cover through our, we have a, a, a monthly speaker series where we invite experts on and we do that both virtually and we do it in our, at our offices in person. For example, we just had at our offices in September, um, Jules Pieri, who is the co-founder of the Gromit, come and speak to our members and to audience members. Um, that video actually is being edited right now, so it's not. Okay. A- Thank you for bringing this up because yeah, yeah. all of our events are up on our YouTube YouTube channel, which you can access through our website. 
Gang, the, the website again is neinvents.org, neinvents.org. And then I clicked on, you know, what I click on here, monthly educational seminars. So, again, I'm trying to help you out. If you're only listening, go to the website later on, neinvents.org. Yeah, but we'll get the Jules Pieri um, video up there shortly. But we have um, – so we alternate between having, like, kind of more recognized inventors and, and entrepreneurs on the on – the, speaker series and we also have sort of how-to kind of stuff like we had um uh, heads of prototyping companies come and answer questions and talk to people about um different materials they should use based on which products they're looking to bring to market or different approaches to to how to build a a model uh, a looks like feels like prototype so it just depends on what we do there uh, we also offer, like I said, the the one-on-one consulting. You can book a time, speak with me, speak with George Peters, our president. Uh, he is a 25-year inventor. He's brought uh, numerous products to market, including a product called Kettle Pizza, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. It's one of the first um, inserts for for charcoal grills that can turn your grill into a, a wood wood fire pizza. Really? I, I love this. I actually, I, I'm not going to bring it up now because if if I get a shot to actually invent what, the, there's these two things I always wanted to invent, and um, I'll we'll have to take it offline, and I'll probably have to have you sign an NDA. <laughs> look at me go. I'll look at it. I'm telling you, this one was like, I, it's a cool thing, and I would love to do that because it, it would just be, it, it it's actually something that's very, it's green, very focused on the environment. It's something that we dispose of. It at ridiculous rates that anyway we'll talk about it but yeah look but i i think that but i just real quick before we run out of time i want to make sure that people understand that the purpose of our organization is to educate and support you on your journey before you make a million costly mistakes before you fall into the trap of someone who says hey give me twenty thousand bucks up front and then i'll make you a millionaire so you're you don't you can be actively working on a product thinking about working on a product, not working on anything. Yeah. This is a a safe haven, as George always puts puts yes. it. That's what where I where mean. you can you can get advice, get get support, and connect with people who can take you to the next level with your product. So we we meet people where they are. Yeah. And sometimes at the end of it, I feel like I have so many different people I could tell you about we're gonna come back I'm out of I'm out of time for the show because Steve Fry comes up he's the SMB guy he comes up at 11 so I gotta you and I gotta part ways thank you for being my friend thanks for being here thank you yeah I I did it's um uh you don't know who you often don't know where keep your eyes and ears wide open make those connections develop your network how about make those connections everywhere Make those oh wait, you already said where. I'm not yeah, gonna. I, I don't even know. We just we. This is we're iterating right now, Lexa. We gotta go. We're iterating. You and me. I'll call you in a second. We'll rewrite the poem. Make it a great day, everybody. Lexa, have an awesome day. Make it Thank a great you day. again. See you later, everybody. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. In a 
post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 